Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix's 259th film from 2020. It's the South African romantic comedy, Seriously Single. It's directed by Kathleho Ramafakali and Rathibo Ramafakali. Color. It stars Felu Mugovani, Tumi Muraki, and Bohang Maweko. Apologies for my pronunciations. I'm Jesse. I'm here to bring you this episode of the Flix Forum podcast. As always, if uh, this is a Netflix original film that you are keen on checking out, give us a pause and come back a little bit later on because we are going to talk about it and possibly spoil bits and pieces. And we do so by starting off with the Fast Flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is um, Helpless in Love, Deneo navigates her way through life desperate for a partner. Hmm, interesting. What, what's this one's about? Um, I mean, <laughs> this one is I haven't seen in a long time. I literally could find nothing out about this film. Uh, I mean, I've got the basics in that it was released on Netflix worldwide on the 31st of July 2020. It's filmed in and around Johannesburg in South Africa, Joburg. Um, it was pretty successful in the South African film sort of uh, awards circuit. At the South African Film and Television Awards, I had three nominations, one for script writing, costume design, and makeup and hairstyling. Um, and to Tumi Meraki was also nominated at the African Movie Academy Awards for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. So a couple of nice little things there from it. Uh, across the world, uh, I mean, my fast flick sort of spoke about this as a, about a girl who um, is single and, and struggles with being single. But uh, across the world, in Portuguese, this was just called single. <laughs> um, in Chinese, it was called single love monster. So obviously, uh, the, the translators there didn't find our protagonist uh, a very nice person. And in Vietnamese, it's called truly single. So all play on that idea of being single. Um, and, and that's where this film goes. So what audiences and, and critics saying about this one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes sits at a 67% on six reviews. That, that's fresh. Not certified, not enough reviews. Um, audience, a little bit lower though, sits at 30%. That's on less than 50 ratings. Uh, if we head over to IMDb, where the audiences jump on and give a rating out of 10, it sits at a 4.6. That's on about 1,300 ratings. Letterboxd, a little bit uh, low as well at a 2.6 out of 5, but that's only on 982 ratings, um, logged by about 1,600 people. So again, not a lot of eyeballs. Metacritic sits at a 39 on 12 critic reviews. That's in the red, so on the, the very low end of being positive. And the audience also in the red sits at a 3.2 out of 10 on 70 reviews. So overall, not many good things to be said about this film. But what am I going to say about it? Um, I mean, the, for me, the, the first half was a real slog. Uh, it, it sort of starts to find its groove a little bit, but... It's still a bit all over the shop and doesn't really add anything new to the genre um, that we've seen so many times before in rom-coms. It's almost been done to death. So uh, that's where we're at. But I'm going to talk about the film anyway. Um, characters. Deneo. Um, she's a social media manager. She's a main character. She loves using social media in her own life as well. Uh, she, she definitely comes across as too full on though. Uh, someone who I think would be very hard to date, which if they're going for that idea, then they've done well because... Um, evidence of this, I guess, is that she's constantly being broken up with and she doesn't have this ability to understand personal space. And that whole idea of being obsessed with not being single doesn't add to anything either. So a real difficult sort of character. Her best friend, um, today's best friend, Noni, she's her flatmate and she's sort of the, her guide to living a single life. Um, <clears throat> herself, Noni, she's sort of committed to not settling down or, or sleeping with anyone more than once herself. Um, I really did find her grating to start off with, like a lot of sexualized comments that just didn't land. But as the film progressed, I think I 
you know, and maybe that's because I really didn't like Danao um, or Dino. Um, I think, you know, Noni probably ended up being my favorite character in this film. Uh, we've got to talk about the, the males in this film too. Um, Lunga. Lunga is sort of um, one of the love interests of Danao, but he's, he's two-timing her anyway. He's got a fiancé. Um, he doesn't use social media himself. Uh, unless it suits him so he doesn't get caught in you know being a, a cheater i guess so that that's him uh, max is noni's sort of love interest and he's the guy that sort of convinces her or be- makes her believe that it's okay to date and you know he's a he's a cleaner at a bar and he seems pretty sweet um especially in the way that he sort of seduces noni and sort of not seduce i guess but sort of uh, wins her over so i didn't mind him the only other character, I guess, is, is Pam. She's a co-worker of um, Deneo, and she's always in these awkward situations in the workplace where Deneo is weird as well. So um, they're the characters in this film. The directors, I've butchered their names already. I don't want to do it again, but um, Cathleo Rama Fakala and Rafable Rama Fakala, they are brother and sister. <laughs> they are related. They're brothers and sisters. And, um, you know, this is their feature debut. They've done a bit of producing work together, so a nice team to be able to, you know, siblings working together. That's a really nice thing to see. Um, talk about some scenes. What are some scenes in this one that stood out, things that I liked? I think, um, you know, there are some things I liked, and obviously there's some things I didn't like. But to start off with, I think, you know, Danao, she um, sort of uh, goes a bit full on um, once she sort of builds this romantic connection with Lunga at his place, and she sort of, you know, got a copy of his keys and waits for him to get back and she's dressed up all in this this sexy sort of outfit and she's got a meal waiting for him and it was just funny because um you know he was a bit surprised and like get out of my house and he sort of worked out that she didn't actually cook the meal anyway it was takeaway so i thought that was funny um Danae, there's this stage where she's yelling off the balcony you know out the top of her lungs that she's single and there's this guy in one of the apartments nearby that sort of yells out shut up i've got kids sleeping that made me laugh just so connectable You'd do anything to get those kids to sleep a little bit longer um Max and Noni, um, you know, they, they sort of start to hit it off and there's this moment where they sort of sneak back into to Noni's place and obviously Danao lives there as well and they want to stay quiet so they don't wake her up um, and they end up like, you know, making a bit of noise, knocking things over, turning the TV on. <laughs> that was quite funny, I thought. Um, they do set up this double date when uh, with Max and Noni and Lunga and Danao and I just liked how cold Noni was, like the protective best friend of Danao to him. Uh, I thought that just the stare that she gave him was great. Uh, and then, you know, um, at the start of the film, this is sort of going a bit out of order, but at the start we get this montage of Lunga um, not being happy with Danao sort of invading his personal space in the house. And then, um, you know, in the bathroom, taking up cabinet space in the bedroom, that sort of stuff. And then we get the same montage towards the end reversed when he's sort of turned around and, um, you know, he's, he's over to his two full on. I thought that was really clever, a nice little, little uh, tactic done there. But I do need to talk about some things I didn't like. So... I've got to put it out there. Um, like the first half of the film, I mentioned this before, all of Noni's poor jokes, especially like the sexualized one. There was one like, you know, if she said to a guy, if you ever want to wank again, keep your hand to yourself. Just wasn't funny. Just, yeah, not needed. Um, Danao, at the start, she's just sitting in her car, screaming, um, upset because she can't get a guy. It's in this car park. And then there's this guy in the car next to her with a bottle of booze. So random, but then they just sit there and drink and, you know, he makes, and this is obviously Danao uh, meeting up with Lunga for the first time, but, you know, and he, he makes a comment about, you're bounceable, I'll have sex with you. It just wasn't funny. Um, I think that's a lot of those sexualized lines in this film. Uh, Danao and um, Noni, they just smoke weed in this one scene. Like, why? I don't get it. What, what was the need to include it? It didn't add anything to the story. I thought that was just poor. Um, Danao being all about you know, Lunga being a private guy and not using socials, but then the way that she finds out that he's actually engaged and, and rocks up to his bachelor party is that because he checked in online, it just didn't make sense, didn't like that. I think the whole parcel or the, the delivery guy 
bringing all of her belongings or Danae's belongings to her work every time she broke up with a guy. One time's okay, it just became repetitive that it happened so much. And then by the time you see it the third time, you're like looking at the boxes going, yeah, they're exactly the same boxes from all the time she's moved out. <laughs> they look so fake. So that, that, that was just a little bit ordinary. Uh, Danae and Noni, um, they go to Tulunga's wedding undercover as like serve staff, like waiter staff, and then just make a big commotion, lame. Danae twerking in a bar, that was lame. There's this desperate bay video that Danae puts out crying um, and it goes viral on social media. That was lame as well. I didn't get why Danae um, gave Lunga his keys to his partner back months after they'd already finished. That just seemed stupid. Um, and then we see Danae doing online dating and she's distracted at work because she keeps getting alerts and her phone keeps going off. And then we get this like montage of all the weird dates she goes on through this online app and you know guys with weird chests and guys on leashes i know they're aiming for laughs it just didn't land for me uh Danae's mum <laughs> i mean if we just get her dumped in the film towards the end she's just that stereotypical character on about you know having kids having grandchildren for me having a house all that sort of stuff it wasn't needed just in a film that could have been cut and brought back a bit Danae, obviously she works as a social media worker and she pitches this campaign about fresh healthy pills with protein just a horrible pitch it just looks like done on microsoft word 1995 or something <laughs> so bad um chases noni down the street at some stage after their double date um having an argument she makes a comment out about her being a whore it just felt so unneeded and not you know not a nice thing to say to your best friend and then finally the closing scene absolute garbage you know it's meant to be this momentous thing that you know denaro works out yeah cool, I'm an independent woman, I can do what I want to do. And we just see her like on this sort of safari across the savannah and she's smiling at the camera and we get these drone shots of her on the safari track. <laughs> there's no safari driver, there's no other passengers, no one else in the car. It was just really, really rubbish finish. Um, that's done for the scenes. What, what's this film trying to say? I mean, it did have a couple of okay, okay moments. I think, you know, the idea of being independent and, and loving yourself, you can be independent and in a relationship still that's fine or you can be independent by being single too both of those ideas are fine um there is that idea of that strong female friendship too like lots of strength between these two characters noni and Danao throughout the film so apart from some of those parts that i mentioned in the bits i didn't like you know strong strong that was good um social media obviously we've got a character who works her, her living is social media and i think you know sort of pushes that idea that you need to think things through before you post things through a couple of the scenes and then you know again relationships that idea that sometimes relationships they're not meant to last um and holding onto the past can be dangerous when sometimes maybe the future's right there in front of you um and also that idea of being in love um sorry the idea of being in love with not being alone rather than actually being in love if that makes sense. Um, it's probably really poorly worded, but that, that's what we see through Danaeo. Um, what did I take away from this one? I think diversity in this was really good. It was almost like it was done easily. It wasn't like it was forced upon us as an audience. We had different body sizes, languages, skin color, ethnicities. It was great. And it was just like it was a part of their world rather than being added in like we see in so many other films. So a nice little positive thing there for me. Um, questions, ponderings. What am I thinking about this? I think, you know, in the opening scene, we see Danaeo. She's in her car and she's on her phone texting and driving uh is this legal in south africa because i don't know any country where you can actually be on your phone texting and, and driving i thought that was a bad look uh, and then the other thing that was a bad look was this over reliance on alcohol 
the girls, whenever they were trying to deal with something or what was going on in their lives, they'd get drunk, they'd get absolutely plastered, they'd be hung over, and it'd impact their work, and it'd impact everything. I just thought it wasn't needed so much. You know, it's okay to go out and have a drink to celebrate or go out and have a drink to um, commiserate at times, but it seemed like this was just a, there's almost leading into alcoholism, <laughs> alcoholism the way that they were doing it. So I thought that was a bit ordinary. Uh, I'm ready to wrap this up. We give the films a rating out of five. For me, I mean, I've mentioned, it's got some pretty ordinary moments and some pretty ordinary characters, really, but the back end sort of redeemed it a little bit. I mean, it's pretty easy entertainment to chuck on if you want something light that you don't really need to focus on. It's not as bad as some of the stuff that we've watched. I'm giving it a two out of five. So two out of five for me on this one. We're on socials. We've got X, formerly known as Twitter. We've got Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like if you can. Question I wanted to ask is, uh, would you hire Danaira to run a social media campaign? Because that's her job. Uh, for me, I definitely wouldn't. I would not let her anywhere near a brand that I had any sort of connection with because I think she'd just be so poor at it. And that's probably because she's such a poor character. <laughs> uh, please do subscribe if you can. Give us a, um, a thumbs up or give us five stars on whatever podcast platform you use. We're back next week. Next week, got another 2020 film. This one, it's an Indian Hindi language thriller drama called Rat Al Kelly High. It's directed by Honey Turan and stars Nazwadini Siddiqui, Radhika Apte, Shweta Tripathi, Edidia Suravatsa, Tijmanshu Dulia, and Shivani Raghuvanchi. Cool. I'm excited. A um, Hindi language thriller. Uh, come listen next week if you're interested. Other than that, as always, thanks for listening. See you later.